This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What did the Golden Globes make you want to see or stream? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And we're wondering what the Golden Globes made you want to see or stream. 651-641-1071. Yeah, so I had this thought on the couch last night, as I'm sure many of you did. So join the conversation, as Colleen said. Um there are so many things I want to see, and I actually saw probably more than I realized I had seen, whether it was TV or um, in movies, because usually I feel like I haven't seen as many movies. However, there's always this opportunity at award shows to be like, ooh, okay, I keep seeing this thing pop up. I need to go see this. So whether it's a movie or a TV show, what are the things now on your list because of last night's um uh, Golden Globes Awards. And I will tell you that for for movies, I, I really want to see this 1917. I don't think any of us has been able to see that because I don't think it's here yet. I think it comes out at, uh, this weekend. Yep. And um, Paul McGregor Grimes told us a little bit about that on Friday. Uh, and I think you're right that it comes out this week. Yeah, I know it's going to be um, at the Lagoon this weekend for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that one was, I mean, that was that won some stuff yeah. last night. And I, I've seen the trailers for it, and it just seems like a very, very, um, a very engaging, epic film. And then when it comes to, well, I also want to see, like, Once Upon a Time, there's some obvious blind spots, things that everybody's been talking about since they came out that I've still not seen, and Once Upon a Time is one of those. And then on the TV side, I definitely want to finally watch Fleabag, because I love Olivia Coleman, I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and I love um, the guy that's in there, and I can't remember his name, but he used to play uh, Moriarty in Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What did the gold, Golden Globes make you want to see or stream? And it's interesting because what I wish I would have done is, and and sort of did in the run up to the Golden Globes, was actually like take some time and say, okay, strategically we should watch this, this, and this. And we did yeah. actually watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for that reason because I wanted to see what it was all about because it was. Uh, uh, up for so many awards, mm-hmm. which it ended up winning a good few of those. But um, and I I did love it. So it there is something to it. But then I did I felt left out because my husband watched The Irishman. Oh sure, and I didn't because yeah. I didn't want to put the time into it. And now I wish I would have. So there's some of those like regrets that the Golden Globes has has shown me. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What did the Golden Globes make you want to see or stream? Well, the beauty of the Golden Globes is that now you get the opportunity, right? So right. Uh, in our house, Jamie, you know, he has his list uh, for all the films that are nominated for Golden Globes, and then all the films that will be nominated for the Academy Awards in a week or so. 
and um, he strategically just starts watching. So he saw a lot of the films that were nominated yesterday. Um, but for me, and I think for a lot of people, the Golden Globes is perfect because you get a sense of what's likely going to be nominated for the Academy Awards, or at least some of the films that are likely going to show up. And now we've got some time before, you know, between now and the Academy Awards, you have a fair amount of time to finally catch up on all those films that everybody's been talking about for the last six months that you can actually, you know, go see. Because again, because they will be nominated or up for nominations as Academy Awards, and because they either won or were nominated as Golden Globes, they will end up in theaters just about this time. So strategically, it's a good time to to think about. And actually, I, I'm as as you're talking, I'm thinking about how it's usually movies that I'm woefully behind on, right? Because TV shows, the TV shows that win things at the Golden Globes and other awards, you don't have to go anywhere. They're right there on your TV. But then it occurred to me, it it really is less of a time commitment to watch the movies because when you're getting into a TV show, you're having to watch a whole season of it. I, I was reminded last night, that I started the series unbelievable and then I didn't keep watching it. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back and watch that. But I'm I'm thinking of all the movies and even just the uh like the HBO original, like the I want to see the act, mm-hmm. um, which Patricia Arquette won for. Yeah. I had forgotten that that existed. So yeah. there is so much out there that when you see the award show, it reminds you, kind of tips you off to the things that people are paying attention for to. Sure. Um, oh shoot, we just lost Annie. But uh six five one six four one one oh seven one. What did the Golden Globes make you want to see or stream? Uh let's go to the phones. We do have a caller. Glenda is on the line. Hi, Glenda. Glenda, what did the Golden Globes make you want to see or stream? Okay, I've already started the two popes. That was number one on my list. And where is that again? After last night. Is that and, Netflix? Um, Glenda? Story. Oh, what's that? Is the two popes Netflix? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay, and, and then, then Marriage Story too. I haven't seen that, and I want to see that. I know Jamie loved um, that. He was bald. And then it also confirmed that Succession is the best thing on TV ever. That's it's interesting. So that is interesting because my husband said the exact same thing. Oh, you guys! If you, I don't know if you've seen it or not, it is so. So good. I start. So good. I started it, and I definitely want to finish. It's it's like anything. You have to make sure that you've got the time and the willingness yeah. to sit down for an hour, because once you start, you're just going to want to keep going. Yeah, and you got to pay attention to that one. Yeah, like there's. It's just like the nuance in it is just. Oh, it's so entertaining. The acting yep. is really good. Yeah, obviously. Thank you, Glenda. Why nominated. I'm. You know, it's. I'm interested actually in the marriage story and all the attention it's getting. Mm-hmm. Jamie loved it. He I said he bawled. And uh, what, what didn't you like about it? Well, first of all, it's very biased. It it sort of heroizes. I'm mm-hmm. making that word up. Um, the male character played by Adam Driver, which makes sense because it's it was really the perspective of Noah Baumbach who made the movie, and yeah. it's sort of loosely based on his own divorce. So there was that, but also honestly, and I could say this about a trillion movies. But if you grew up in a home where divorce was a thing, yeah, like I don't need to actually see uh, somebody else's story about it. Yeah. I lived it, right? So there was something I, I that was not cathartic about it for me. That was more kind of frustrating yeah. in the watching of it. Now that said, Adam Driver had a great performance. Yeah, 
So did Scarlett Johansson. So, yeah, that's, you know, um, that kind of thing that you're having with, you know, you maybe didn't like the movie, but you can appreciate the work that people did in that movie. That's, you know, I think that probably affects a lot of people differently. You know, when you say you liked a film, it's really like, why did you like the film or what didn't you like about the film that tells you about it? It's not so much maybe... <clears throat> the entirety of the experience. Right. There was just something specific you didn't like. Because I think of Judy, the film Judy with Renee Zellweger, who won last night. She gave an amazing performance in a very lackluster film. And yeah. so a lot of people would say, like, like, like Jamie did not like that film at all. He did. He he's very yes, no, black, white, hot, yeah. cold. Like he just he will instantly know if he likes something or not. And I, I was like, well, yeah, the movie wasn't that amazing, but her performance as Judy Garland was stunning and breathtaking in a way that I didn't want to give her credit for because mm-hmm. I'm predisposed to not like the things that Renee Zellweger does because I think sometimes she kind of rubs one the wrong way. Right. But I had to give her credit when I watched that performance because it was just such a tour de force of acting. But I'm sure there are people who totally disagree with me. But but it's that thing of like, I didn't really like the film. Right. You know, and so if that film had won something, I'd be very, you know. And that to me is like the nuance of the award shows that I appreciate is that you can give people credit for the jobs that they did and not have to give the entire film the credit. Yeah. Which is why it can be really frustrating when one movie or show sweeps all the categories that they were nominated in. Yeah. Because you do sort of want to say, okay, well... Spread the wealth because there are so many other wonderful performances that deserve some attention. And again, then I go back to our previous conversation and we are going to move on. But our previous conversation about how the what the awards really are, you know, it it's sort of all the Hollywood awards are kind of fake. Yeah. Oh, they're totally arbitrary. It's like the calendar. Right. Exactly. We created it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, so we know we're not supposed to talk about how people look. No, we don't do that anymore. Oh, you all looked great. We're going to talk about how people looked after this on My Talk 107.1. Okay, so we know we're not supposed to talk about how people look, but we're going to talk about how people look. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. You're so ugly. No, okay, that's we're not what be, we're doing. We're not going to be mean. I mean, mostly. We're not going to be very mean. No. Actually, can we start with how amazing everyone looks? Like, I seriously commented more than once last night out loud to nobody but my dog, because Jamie was in the other room, because he was eating pizza without me. It's a long story. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> okay, do we need to talk about no, this we, now? We, okay. we can talk about it later. Okay. And I mar- was constantly marveling at how youthful, dewy, and just glowy everybody looked in like a way that I don't feel like if you looked at photos of Golden Globes past, mm-hmm. you would appreciate the same level of of youthfulness. It's unbelievable. I mean, it, it all started at our house, honestly, with. Paul Rudd of all people. Yeah. My husband goes, does he ever age? And then I start, then I had that lens on like who else looks like they've never aged. It also came to a screeching halt when, um, Annette Benning came on stage. Okay. No, this is not mean. This is just re- real life. You're saying she actually looked her age. My, yes. My yeah. husband, she used to be on my husband's list, like his laminated list. 
Oh wow! Yeah, you know he that he would always say like that means sexless. She's so be- yeah, she's so beautiful, and I'm not saying she's not beautiful, but when she came out on the stage, I said to him, "Honey, she looks her age now," and he said, "She does." And now it's disturbing. But you know what's disturbing, it wasn't disturbing about disturbing that before, is like, but now it's like everyone looked amazing, but like, hey, some of us out here are just aging gracefully just, with our faces. Yes. We don't have fifty million dollars to invest in the stem cells of you know children that have been you know harvested in a you know weird. Uh, uh, <laughs> this, okay. this analogy is yep. going south quickly, but, so I'll stop. But you know what I mean? Like they are investing in some stem cell techniques and therapies that, that we aren't are not available privy to, to us. And it involves some, you know, surreptitious uh, science, apparently. No, there but, were just some faces that looked like. Can I point this out, for example? So everybody was remarking on Brad Pitt. I will say, the world goes a little too gaga for Brad Pitt, as far as I'm concerned. When when Brad Pitt is at his best, he's, I mean, he was top notch last night. He was. He's beautiful. I yes. get that. I'm just saying, like, we tend to blow smoke up Brad Pitt's skirt a little too much, mm-hmm. um, but. He looked amazing last night, with the exception of that beard or the like. What do you call that goatee situation? There's always some misguided facial hair you, happening. You are not just get rid of it. Anyway, he looked amazing, and he was standing next to Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio is 45 years old. Brad Pitt is 56. They are 11 years different. They looked the same age. Yeah. And I think Leo looks pretty good for his age. Yeah. Like, he just, he's getting a little Marlon Brando y. Yeah. Fine. He's in his 40s. He doesn't care. I mean, he's a, you know, he, he's a playboy, um, whatever. It, it just marveled me that Brad Pitt looked the same age as Leo. Yeah. Whatever fountain of youth they're all splashing in, I'd like to visit it. It's yes. called Massive Amounts of Wine. Yeah. yeah, no, it totally I, again, is, but can I'd we like at least, can we give the purveyors of those services kudos? Mm-hmm. Like, I want, like, because gone are the days where, because it was not that long ago, kids, when we were remarking, Sit down. Uncle gather around tell you, you children. Story. It was not that long ago that Kim Novak was accepting awards mm-hmm. on the Academy Awards, or giving awards on the Academy Awards stage, and we all wondered what kind of mask she was wearing. Yeah. And that wasn't a mask, it was her face. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the technology has yes. improved such that <clears throat> kudos plastic surgeons of L.A. They don't all look like frog people anymore. No, no, that's <laughs> true. Like you, They look young and you can't tell they've had the work done. Yeah. Okay, now all that said... Can we talk about something? Can we talk about the e-red carpet for a second? Okay, I'm hoping you're going in the direction I want you to go, which is... Uh, Straight uh, to uh, Juliana Rancic? Yes. Okay, so remember, we we don't talk about women's appearances no. anymore, but... Okay, what? Well, yeah, justify this one before we go. Here's how I justify However, this. Yeah. However. She bought the things that I don't understand. Yeah. And by that, I mean her teeth and her hair. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I was distracted at how it, you know how um, I learned about this actually on Toddlers and Tiaras. They have these things for the young girls called flippers that are literally fake teeth that they put over their teeth to make their teeth look bright and shiny and white and perfect. Yeah. I felt like Juliana Rancic had one of those in and was struggling to talk around it. And it was weird because I thought, your job is to talk. So somebody should have maybe checked that out. It was like her lips would get caught on. It was very distracting. The, the thing that I will give Nick Jonas is that he has not gotten his teeth fixed. He hasn't gotten flippers. Um, <clears throat> because even Brad Pitt, I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice because I have a cold, but even Brad Pitt has had his teeth done and you can tell in his voice when he mm-hmm. talks. And to me, I'm just like, don't, do that to yourself right because you will never i don't care how good the doctor is i don't care how good the plastic surgeon says they're going to be you will change your voice yeah and for somebody whose voice is like critical to their work yes i wouldn't screw with that very lightly back to juliana rancic though you were noticing her flippers i was like what godforsaken like value bag did she grab those hair tracks out of <laughs> because that hair again i want to remind people like, we are talking about things that she purchased yeah that's how we're justifying yeah, that's talking how we're about justifying her. i mean like honestly though i i just don't understand i cut they cut to her on the red carpet last night and i was like oh my god and that's kind of not maybe the reaction you want to get. No, you know, when when somebody, you know, when you have long, luxurious locks, what you want people to say is, that looks so beautiful, not, oh. Yeah. And that was the reaction, and Amy. God bless we her. We were having. God bless her. She's a wonderful woman, and she does a great job on the red carpet. But maybe she needs to get a new stylist. I just... It is interesting to me that she is um, one of the original, well, not maybe original, but fashion police. And also. And was. She was kicked off because she made comments about someone's someone's hair. hair. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we've got some D-bags. While all the celebrities were over here accepting awards, there were other people that you know who... We're behaving badly. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. The celebrities have been behaving badly and uh, very badly, in fact. I hate to make light of it on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And when those celebrities uh, behave badly, we have a name for them, and that name is. Newberg. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. 
This like D bag doesn't even cover uh, the feelings I feel for this person, Harvey Weinstein. Oh. And the reason we're bringing Harvey Weinstein up in the D bag segment is because there's something to me a little bit poetic about the fact that the day after we are talking about these glitzy, glamorous celebrities, many of whom um, rose to meteoric fame under his, yeah, uh, you know, decision. Yeah. Um, the day the, the day after we've celebrated that. We learn that this is the week that he is headed to trial uh, for a number of sex crimes. Uh, And also, uh, jury selection starts tomorrow. And uh, he was seen in court for them to deliver the charges today. Hobbling in on his uh, tennis balls. (laughs) I'm sorry. uh, What do you call them things? Walkers. Yeah. So I will say, uh, word from the courtroom. Now, they are not allowing cameras in the courtroom at this point, so we can't see. What happened? But um, they do say Weinstein has pleaded not guilty. He's denying all accusations of non-consensual sexual activity. Uh, and uh, But they said that he looked dejected and can, b- cowardly, they said. As he should. Can we pause for a moment mm-hmm. and go back to the irony that you alluded to? Mm-hmm. Wherein... Last night, Hollywood got together and patted itself on the back, and rightly so, for some great accomplishments and people who did wonderful things, Mm -hmm. who deserve all the attention um, and all the awards. However, notice that, like the self or the the self righteous moments involved things like right equally important in the world, probably more important in the world, arguably. Important in the world, nonetheless. The wildfires in, in um, Australia. Australia. Yep. Um, women's reproductive rights. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that were brought up. Global Various, warming. Global warming, Which climate is, crisis, yeah, yeah, all that stuff, as, right? Yeah. Yet, here you have the people who are involved in a system that perpetuates stereotypes, um, bad behavior in the best sense, and sexual assault in the worst sense against women in this actual business. Mm-hmm. And nobody was bringing that up last night. No. When, you know, that's that to me is like if you're going to speak out about something in that moment at that place and you want to actually take a risk um, and use your power for good and not evil, I would think that you would then in that moment address the issues that your own industry are dealing with and that you have the power to change. And now they have addressed me too in, in, in past uh, moments on award shows, but I just feel like it's odd that not one person stood up to speak out against the thing that until five minutes ago was pervasive. Harvey Weinstein was the golden globes. Yes. You know, Harvey Weinstein was the most important person in that room. Until five minutes ago. And that's why I think it's especially poetic that, that you know, at the kickoff, arguably the kickoff of award season, which is the Golden Globes, happened last night. Uh, and the, the first possible day he can be headed back into court to answer for his actions and is Hollywood's the very like, next day. Nothing to see here. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's funny. And this is sort of off topic, but it's also semi-related. It's but one of the things that occurred to me. Okay, so go with me here because I'm just going to draw a little some correlations. And I don't have an answer for this at all. But um, uh, Quentin Tarantino, who did two, at least, he did two movies with that featured Uma Thurman. Yep. Under Harvey Weinstein. One of them was Pulp Fiction. One of them was Kill Bill. Yep. 
remember Uma Thurman came out to talk about uh, the way that she was treated by um, Quentin Quentin Tarantino, right? So I go to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last week, and suddenly, who should be traipsing on scene on camera but Uma Thurman's daughter has a role in that movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I thought to myself, am I the only person who finds this to be very strange? That the daughter of a woman who publicly spoke out against a man who mistreated her while also working for a man who mistreated everybody, her daughter is in the movie in present day. Yeah. Why are we not talking about that? Yeah, well, and in fact, we are. We are because yes. we should Hello. be. Thank you for doing so. And to um, the wider context, especially where Harvey Weinstein is concerned, this happened five minutes ago. Nobody wants to talk about it. And every single, I mean, Ricky Gervais kind of poked a little bit at this, but like you just know everybody in there is like, don't bring up Harvey because it's as if your you know uncle suddenly didn't show up to to. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and um, nobody wanted to talk about the fact that you know the reason he, why he wasn't there. Um, but more, the reason it's more dangerous than your uncle at Thanksgiving is that he really was Hollywood, and you know, you know that the system, as it was under Harvey, still exists. In oh, fact, yeah. that's why I found it to be a little shocking. Did you do you remember when Quentin was doing his acceptance speech? And I don't know much about Quentin Tarantino, and I'm not like a huge lover of his films, and I'm I, I'm not like a fan uh, in that way. He's super bright and super awkward. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's fine. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. like other somebody who's you know not doing what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of unique. But did you hear in his acceptance speech? Quentin Tarantino's acceptance speech last night, that moment where he's like, normal, it's weird that I would get up here and thank other people because normally it's just me doing everything. And that's weird. And I just thought that is such a representation or illustration of what's wrong with Hollywood. Right. That I'm a, a man who basically wields control and I don't need other people to help me be successful. He then went on to, to thank some people who, who, um, did help in this film, but also did it in a backhanded way. He's like, and I don't mean in that, like, oh, everybody's great sense, you know, like it was a great cast. I, and I actually really mean that sort <sighs> of implying that you don't normally mean it, which, so what I'm saying is in his acceptance speech, he was still sort of representing that old school of yeah doing business. Like I'm the man, I create this thing. It is my thing. And it is my genius that allows it to happen. And all these other people just happen to, you know, To be here. So what I'm saying is when it comes to Harvey Weinstein, I don't feel like Hollywood has totally dealt with him yet. That's very true. That's very true. (laughs) Anyway, just expect that throughout the week we'll be paying attention to the Harvey Weinstein trial as it unfolds and occurs before our very eyes. Okay, who's your D-bag, Bradley? Okay, we didn't get to talk about this as a show together. And I tried to talk a little bit about this on the morning show last week. Um, But I don't think people really appreciated how delightfully creepy the story is mm-hmm. matt lauer has a girlfriend you guys okay and i don't know who I'm the sorry. d-bag in this story i'm is. judging her i'm sorry that's terrible but well, who okay <laughs> who walks toward that thank you that was my question um let me tell you that her name is shamina boss they are apparently a long time uh, or they are longtime friends which 
in and of itself is, is I have a lot of questions mm-hmm. about. But now that he has finalized his divorce from Annette Roquet, he has been seen with this other woman who, um, the one thing I will give him is she seems age appropriate, which well, yeah, for that's... kind of a, a creepy uh, serial sexual assaulter and alleged rapist seems out of character. But to your point, my second immediate thought was, who goes towards that? No, who hitches their wagon to that runaway vehicle? Who wants, who wants to shack up with Matt no, Lauer? There's a part of me, there's a cynical or, I don't know, cynical or practical maybe part of me that wonders if maybe this is more about uh, an image rehab. Like maybe they're not actually yeah, dating, but he wants to be seen with somebody. Right, especially because they've been friends for a long time. Yeah, that's true. That maybe there's some part of this that wants to make it sound like oh look the, you know he's not such a playboy he's settling it down again Wh- at which point i want to remind everybody that don't mean a thing because he was married with children while he was at doing the, the very nasty. least he was cheating on his wife yes at the worst and if you believe the women involved mm-hmm. he was a rapist he was raping and assaulting women Yes. So employees, it doesn't really it doesn't really do anything to for me in terms of image rehab to think that he's now going to, you know, do and the monogamy does, thing. How does that first date go? I mean, hey, what are you doing? Nice to see you. Um, so what do you what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? What are your interests? Don't I can't. I mean, honestly, I just I have so many questions. What? And you you don't want to judge women. It's it's Matt Lauer who's you know the the ne'er do well. Absolutely, in this particular he's case. the one that made the decisions that did, that had the bad behavior but, that got himself into the situation. And it's not that he's not allowed to be in relationships, but that would presume that he's maybe dealt with what's in front of him. And by no stretch of the imagination has he a- accounted for what he's been alleged or to have done for anything. Yeah. No, I I really I, I hate that I that the immediate first thought I had was who is this lady and why? But I still have that thought. What, I, it, I what rationally, in a person makes them say, I want to go spend time with that guy? Here's what I thought. Hmm. Oh, they don't know him. They don't know him like I know him. I've known him for years right. and he would never do that to anyone. Right. No, honey, he wouldn't do it to you because you are in a position of power. Right. And he would never treat you that way. Yeah. He was busy doing that to women who couldn't advocate for themselves, who were in positions below him on the career ladder. I want to believe that at some awkward dinner some night, she, you know, she holds his feet to the flame and, and like talk, literally, like yeah, literally no, throws not, him into the fire, but, but says to him, you know, okay, tell me about this. Really? Tell me you say none of this happened in this way. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? Do you think he would say no? The truth? But I want her. I want my guess is that there have not been a lot of people in his life that have ever actually forced him to to account for well, his behaviors. As <laughs> and I want to believe that she's going to be the person to do that. I don't know. I don't know that it'll change him. I don't know that it'll make him be honest. But I, what I want is in my personal fantasy life is that he, she says to him. I know what you did, and you're disgusting. What I would like... And then breaks up with them and I throws would, something. I don't want her to do this, because I don't think she's in a place. I would like some, like, 20-something-year-old woman to totally get his guard down, and then, like, tape a conversation, and then publish it. Like, to catch a predator. Yeah. hmm When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... Um, 
you know, there were a couple really good speeches last night on uh, on the Golden Globes. We're going to tell you what speeches won best speech from us after this on My Talk 107.1. Well, for all the funky things that happened last night at the Golden Globes and in Hollywood, there were a couple standout speech moments, uh, and we wanted to talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Um, and one of the things that stood out to me, for a couple of reasons, number one, the content of what she said, but number two, because this wasn't the first time she so eloquent, eloquent. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that was ironic, wasn't it? So eloquently spoke uh, upon winning an award was Michelle Williams, which also is funny to me because she was doing on Dawson's Creek. I just, you know, people change yeah. and they grow as actors. It's true. George anyway, Clooney, you know, ER. facts of life. Oh, sorry. You're right. I didn't go back that far. Anyway, Michelle Williams. Uh, accepted uh, an award for her role uh, as Gwen Verdon in Fosse. And she actually won an Emmy for that same role in September, I think. Um, And she did a speech about pay equity that I sort of marveled at the way she was able to calm and collectively stand on the stage and hold that space to tell the words that needed to be said in the room. Mm -hmm. Well, she did the same thing about a slightly different topic last night at the Golden Globes. Let's listen to Michelle Williams. Um, first of all, to my Fosse Verdon family and to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, when you put this in someone's hands, you're acknowledging the choices that they make as an actor, moment by moment, scene by scene, day by day, but you're also acknowledging the choices they make as a person, the education they pursued, the training they sought, the hours they put in. I'm grateful for the acknowledgement of the choices I've made, and I'm also grateful to have lived at a moment in our society where choice exists because as women and as girls things can happen to our bodies that are not our choice i've tried my very best to live a life of my own making and not just a series of events that happened to me but one that i could stand back and look at and recognize my handwriting all over sometimes messy and scrawling, sometimes careful and precise, but one that I had carved with my own hand, and I wouldn't have been able to do this without employing a woman's right to choose. (laughs) That's Tiffany Haddish in the background, by the way. when to have my children and with whom when I felt supported and able to balance our lives, knowing as all mothers know that the scales must and will tip towards our children. Now, I know my choices might look different than yours, but thank God or whomever you pray to that we live in a country founded on the principle that I am free to live by my faith and you are free to live by yours. So women, 18 to 118, when it is time to vote, please do so in your own self-interest. It's what men have been doing for years. It's what men have been doing for years, which is why the world looks so much like them. But don't forget, we are the largest voting body in this country. Let's make it look more like us. Tommy and Matilda, I can't wait to come home to you. Okay, so that's Michelle Williams accepting her award uh, for her role as Gwen Verdon and Fosse Verdon. And I just marvel also, 
I love watching Busy Phillips, her bestie, who's always her date, in the audience. Tearing up. Outside of herself. Yeah. So proud of her friend. Um, what a wonderful, strong female friendship. And we should all have a friend like that in our corner. But I, I, it, it, there are so many people that go up there and are rattling off a litany of names that they're trying to remember in the moment. And you get the sense from Michelle Williams, regardless of whether or not you agree with her, that she sat down and thought... If I do get to go up to that microphone, yep. what is the message that will leave an impact mm-hmm. and sh- and matter? And then she says it so beautifully. Yeah, the two th- two things that I thought when I saw that were one, I just love that she has the ability to to deliver that and not you know between huffs and puffs and like again, it's not a surprise if you're nominated that you might win, mm-hmm. and therefore you should probably think through as an actor what your response is going to be like that just seems like the job and i know the answer is really or the reality is that they they do know and they think that there's some sort of bonus point that you're gonna get by acting as though you didn't think you were gonna win and therefore were unprepared so that so i wanted to applaud that as well but then i just also loved that she delivered that line about like it's what men have been doing for years yeah like it's just so simple it's not complicated it really is just like you know you and again, we had this conversation earlier about what the the point of having these kinds of speeches and advocacy inside of an awards ceremony, you know, the value of that. It doesn't really matter. The fact that she was able to advocate for something and do it so eloquently, um, you can take it or leave it. But I think you have to, you know, appreciate her for you know, using that moment eloquently and thoughtfully. Yeah. Now on the flip side, and I actually enjoyed this for all the opposite reasons. Can we talk about the amazing Olivia Coleman and how any day of the week she was at her win? Okay. Here's Olivia Coleman's speech. Um, hello. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, uh, oh, I said I had money on this not happening. Um, for the last year I feel like I've been living someone else's life and now I feel like I've definitely won someone else's award and um, just, uh, thank you so much HFPA and Netflix and Left Bank and um, <sighs> um, I've had the loveliest time doing this and to all my fellow nominees who are all just marvellous um, uh, I, I don't know what to say because I genuinely I'd already got a little bit boozy because I thought this wasn't going to happen <laughs> so um Thank you. Uh, completely stumped. Um, and Fleabag, yay. <laughs> uh, and everyone here, I, honestly, sitting there and watching everybody, it's so exciting. Um, we, we've gone, look who it is, look who's there. So um, thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. I've had such a lovely time. Thank you very much. She thank is you. the most delightful person and totally disproves everything I just said you know, about Michelle Williams, as you alluded to as well. Like I, she's the only person actually, frankly, the British can get away with this in a way that American actors can't like, they're just nonplussed. They don't, it's like, whatever. Yeah. Right. Like it's just is what it is. And they don't take it so seriously. Right. You know, like I guarantee you, she is not sitting at home this morning going, Oh my gosh, I was such a boob. She might be, but it certainly isn't going to be like a defining moment for her. She will, 
you know, it wasn't bad either. That's the thing. To your point, she took it in stride. She sort of laughed at her own self. She called out what was going on. I didn't think I was going to win. Yeah. So I hit the moe or the moet or whatever it's called. Yeah. And I, I just, the difference is I, it is sparkling cider or sparkling <laughs> grape juice. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to be friends with Michelle Williams because she's too intense of a human being, probably for me. Um, whereas Olivia Coleman is just one of those people. I watched an interview with Olivia Coleman and Helena Bonham Carter, mm-hmm. and you will just want to be friends with Olivia Coleman because she's just an intensely kind person, mm-hmm. but also does not take herself too seriously at all. Yet she is unqualified and amazing actress you, right? you kind of see that all kind of taking place right in front of your very yeah. face while she's accepting that award yeah. all right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show our friend paul mcguire grimes is going to give us a behind the scenes look about who actually does make the decisions at the golden globes versus all the other award shows that we are looking forward to paul mcguire grimes from paul's trip to the movies will be joining us after this on my talk 1071.